Hey, what's up, everyone? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival. Welcome to podcast episode number 218. Now, this week I'm going to be covering what is actually considered to be the fastest-selling firearm in the industry right now. And I'm talking about pocket pistols, believe it or not. And in fact, I'm going to be sharing with you three of the biggest mistakes that I see people make when they're adding a pocket pistol to their concealed carry arsenal, including one smackdown tip that I know is going to piss off a lot of tactical trainers out there. But I think that you're going to agree with the reasons why I teach the exact opposite techniques that they do. And of course, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's show notes, including a handy dandy one page cheat sheet that you can download absolutely free. All you need to do is go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 218 and download the package there. And now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Hey there, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. Okay, pocket pistols. You might have, you might hear them called other names, right? So they've been called micro guns, um, you know, ultra compacts, mouse guns. You'll often hear them called get off me guns as like a, a last ditch, like close quarters weapon that you can use. The fact is a lot of gun owners really poo-poo the pocket pistol. They, it's too, you know, they consider it too small. It doesn't have enough stopping power to be used in a self-defense shooting. And that's somewhat true. But we just got done with our New World Patriot Alliance uh, masterclass this month. So if you are a New World Patriot Alliance member, make sure that you log in there. Go ahead and grab and download the replay so you can get the whole class. But we talked about, we talked about, bu- um, Backup guns, all right? And we t- and one of those backup guns we talked about were the pocket pistols. And again, a lot of people don't consider them, you would think, right, to be ex- like a man-stopping firearm. And, and that is somewhat true. But one thing I'll say is that the first rule of winning a gunfight is what? It's bring a gun, right? So at least having a pocket pistol or having access to a pocket pistol it's better than nothing, right? And apparently, this our gun-loving public agrees because pocket pistols really are flying off the shelves right now. In fact, I read somewhere that Ruger's LCP models of their micro guns accounted for about half of all of their gun sales, which I find absolutely astounding. But I have talked to gun owners at the stores, and they say the same thing. Like, basically, everybody's coming in right now, and they are trying to buy these pocket pistols. Now, I do admit I am a fan of the pocket pistol under the right circumstances, which I covered uh, last week in the New World Patriot Alliance Masterclass that we did on backup guns. But why are pocket pistols so popular when you consider all the drawbacks of carrying and shooting one? And there are drawbacks to carrying and shooting one, right? So for one thing, they're not easy to operate, right? They've got a, they have a smaller grip, so especially if you have bigger hands, they, the, the grip is very small, so that's going to give you less accuracy. It's going to, it's going to give you a smaller slide to grab onto to rack it. If you need to clear any, uh, malfunction at all, again, you've got a smaller slide there to be able to rack and try and clear the jam. Your, your, this thing gets swallowed, it can get swallowed up in your hands, right? 
Um, oftentimes there aren't any sights on them at all. So if you're trying to think that you're going to use this at any sort of a distance, you might not have sights to be able to do it. Now you can paint sights on it. There are things that you can do there. Not all guns don't have sights. So there's there. Um, it doesn't usually carry a lot of rounds. We're typically talking five or six rounds usually. Um, again, reloading, uh, just like clearing a jam is going to be a, a real trick there. If you're trying to reload it, if you've ever tried to reload a, like a pocket gun, you're, you typically only have two fingers that are on the grip. And we're talking about auto loaders here. Typically have like two fingers on there. So you've got these floating bottom two fingers of yours and you try to slam another magazine in there. I can't tell you how many times I pinched my skin when trying to slap a magazine in there. There are ways around that. We talked about that in the, uh, in the NWPA masterclass. Um, but the other thing is there that they aren't really all that accurate, right? Um, if you're carrying a pocket pistol revolver, typically that is going to have a much harder trigger pull uh, than a like an auto loader. Um, also, um, auto loaders can be more accurate, but again, you, if you've got this tiny gun in your hands and it is definitely going to be harder, you also have like a, it's going to be a shorter barrel on it. So you're not going to have that helping you out with accuracy. So it's not, it's not as accurate, right? Um, also, it has less stopping power than a larger frame gun because most of the time you're going to find these in either 20 a caliber of 22 or it's going to be a, um, a 380. There are some nine millimeters out there. Um, again, you're getting larger because you're carrying a larger round in the firearm there, but it's not much larger than like a 38. So, or, or I'm sorry, a, a 380. So you, you that is isn't possible option out there. But again, you're losing kind of that pocket, like the, the smallness of it. That is one of the benefits of it. Right. So um, a lot of these a lot of these drawbacks are the reason why a pocket pistol is not a good first gun to use. And, and I've talked with a lot of gun uh, gun store owners about this where they'll have people come in and like it'll especially if it's a woman and their husband will tell them well what you really need is a pocket pistol for one you have small hands so you don't you don't need a bigger one it can be intimidating as a like a larger firearm can be intimidating as a first gun these little ones seem like they're smaller especially with a 22 it's not going to have like a lot of a lot of power behind it so maybe it's going to be you know guys are thinking that their that their wife it, it won't be as scary to them it's easier to fit inside of a purse. Like there are all these reasons why people are coming in now and their first gun that they're learning on is a pocket pistol. That is, that's a big mistake right there. It's actually not one of the, it's not one of the mistakes that I brought up here. I have three other ones for you, but that is a big mistake. It's not a good one to learn on because you're, you're the fundamentals that you're learning are not going to be as easily uh, carried over when you do upgrade to a larger frame firearm that you can carry, whether you're a woman or a guy, it doesn't really matter, right? So and that and if you're carrying like a 30, a 380 or nine millimeter, anything bigger than a 22, the size of the weapon actually is going to make it harder for you to, to the recoil is going to be felt a lot more than it is for a larger size, larger frame handgun. So it can actually end up having the opposite effect of what a lot of guys think that their spouse should be should be um, using as like a first gun. It can scare them more out of it instead of you know guys thinking that this little this little weapon is going to have that much of a register or anything. So you've got to be very careful right there. But also it's not going to be as much fun. You're not going to be as accurate with it. And we know that part one of the things for really getting used to your first firearm is getting proficient, getting accurate with it, having fun with it. And it's not going to be as much fun. 
Okay, so it's not a good first gun when you are looking to go concealed carry. All right. Okay, so with all these drawbacks, then why do so many gun owners love pocket pistols? Well, the number one reason that I get from people is that they are super easy and comfortable to carry. And that's true. They really are, because they're so small, they are easy to carry. You can carry them in your pocket. You can carry them in a, a coat pocket. Women can put them inside of a purse. Um, men, if you wear a suit, you know, you, you're not necessarily going to wear like a tactical gun belt with your suit, right? You're going to be wearing a dress belt typically. And so carrying a, a full-size full frame um, handgun on your belt might be a little bit trickier there. A lot of guys might go with a pocket gun. They can slip inside of their um, inside of the, the front pocket or, or a pocket for their slacks they use with their suit. Right. So it is super easy and comfortable to conceal. Um, if you carry it like I tell you to in my solution for mistake number three and the three mistakes that I'll have with you here in just a minute, it's actually faster. It's actually relatively natural draw stroke which means that you can get to your gun faster using the technique that I'm going to tell you about after mistake number three here, okay? Um, in fact, if I can't carry at my waistline because of clothing restrictions like I just talked about, um, then I actually prefer pocket carry over other means of carrying like an ankle holster, and I'll explain why that is. And again, I did a deep dive in our, our NWPA masterclass there, but coming up, I am going to share with you the three biggest mistakes people make when carrying a pocket pistol, including that one tip, that really completely flies in the face of some of the more prominent tactical instructors out there. But first, check out this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong? Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as 1. The three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun range know-it-alls that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. 2. The cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. 3. What coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. 4. And the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range don't place your family's safety in the hands of hollywood fairy tales and hearsay claim your free copy of stopping power secrets now, now. at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com and now back to the show okay we're back and we are talking about pocket pistols and as usual Choosing the right gun is only part of the concealed carry equation, right? And a lot of people make some big mistakes when it comes to carrying any weapon. And here are the three biggest mistakes that I see students make when it comes to carrying a micro gun on them. Um, mistake number one is they're carrying other things in their pocket along with the pistol. Now, this can be in a, whether it's, it's carried in the pocket of your, of your pants or whether it's carried in a jacket or whether it's carried in a purse. It doesn't matter. There are a lot of reasons why you want to carry nothing else in your pocket except for your pocket. And namely, if you're, if you're going to be digging around for your pocket pistol, right, in, in a real gunfight, you don't also want to be juggling the change that's in your pocket, your keys, or any other obstacle that can keep you from getting to your gun and getting it out into the fa fight as, as fast as possible. But also, if you are carrying 
with a round in the chamber, which I do with my pocket pistol, you don't want any other object to make its way into the trigger and, and between the trigger and the trigger guard, especially if you're carrying that in your front pocket and you do a lot of bending because if you have it and if you are carrying your pocket pistol in your front pocket, you know, bending down, it's going to, it's going to get contorted all over the place, right? So you want to make sure that you don't have other things in there that as you're contorting around there, it's going to get lodged in there. It's going to pull the, um, the, the trigger back and you're going to get a negligent, negligent discharge. So you really want to make sure that you have nothing else in your pocket. If you're carrying your pocket pistol as a, as your backup gun, then you want to make sure you can get it as quickly as possible. Other stuff is going to keep that from happening. All right. Okay. Mistake number two is um, people don't place enough emphasis on the holster. And the holster is just as important as your gun is. And I mean, you think about it, if you can't get the gun out of your pocket or at least get to the trigger, because because you could you could carry it inside of like your coat pocket and you don't even have to draw it out of your coat pocket. Right. Like you can actually have it inside of your coat pocket. You can shoot right through your coat. Blowing a hole in your in your nice coat is, you know, a, a welcome exchange for saving your life. But nonetheless, um, if you can't get to your gun or get to the trigger, it's not going to do you a damn bit of good. So that holster is really important in how you use it to get to your gun. So we said before, you want to have nothing else in your pocket, but you do want to be able to use have this holster in your pocket because that's going to keep it from printing. It'll be less obvious to people that you are carrying a firearm there um, for those people that can see the pocket. But also, it helps to protect your the, the firearm as you're contorting around. It, it protects the trigger from getting pulled back. It protects other things from getting inside of there, but that's not going to be an issue because you, you're not going to be carrying anything else in your pocket. Um, but here's the thing. Most pocket uh, pistol holsters that are out there um, kind of slide around too much. They're not made of the right material. So you want to make sure that you get a holster that is going to grip inside of the pocket. Now, there are some holsters that have like this little catch on it that when you're like when you go to drag it out of your front pocket, it will catch on like the little like where the stud is or that little rivet. Is it a, that rivet? Yeah, like that rivet where the, the pocket is and it, it can catch on that. It can help to pull it out. Um, I wouldn't count on that happening. I definitely prefer that you get a grippy holster. So something that's made of a texture on the outside, not on the inside, because you want the gun to be able to get out easily. But you want the material for the holster to be a grippy type of a of fabric, okay? So DeSantis makes some really good ones. That's the one that I use. Um, it has a has like this special texture on the outside. I don't know what it's called, but basically it'll grip the inside of your pocket so that only the gun is coming out there, right? The other thing that you can use if you don't use a like a holster is to you can get a clip on for your firearm. So it basically will screw it. It's an aftermarket thing. You can screw it right onto your, the gun and basically it clips on almost like a, like a tactile folder does. It'll clip onto the outside of your pot or yeah, the clip will go on the outside of your pocket. So the guns on the inside of the pocket, um, these can work really well. Also, they work really well if you carry like a, if you wear cowboy boots, like I wear cowboy boots oftentimes. So an ankle holster isn't going to work really well there, but if I wanted to, I could clip it on the inside of the boot there. All right. So give some attention to the actual holster that you use. DeSantis is the, is the company that I most like. I'll put a link in the, uh, in the show notes where the, uh, where the, where the, uh, where the podcast is so that you can, uh, you can get a link over to the one that I carry, 
Um, so you can get a, you can get one of those. All right. Okay. So mistake number three. All right. And this has to do with where you carry your pocket pistol. And I have talked with gun store owners who only carry a pocket pistol. That's right. They don't carry an inside the waistband pistol. They don't carry an ankle holster with a bat with a larger frame gun. The, the pocket pistol, um, help, thankfully, I mean, like the ammunition these days, um, has gotten much better where it has more stopping power, like for a 38 than even from like a, even from a concealed, like a, a micro gun. Even, even then a 38 can still have good enough stopping power there. I mean, look, this is a last ditch gun anyway, right? But, not everybody sees it as a last ditch gun. I, again, I've talked with gun store owners who only carry a pocket, a pocket pistol. When I ask them what they carry, they always pull it out. They always go to show it to me. And it's always in their front right pocket. And they're a right-handed shooter. So it's in their dominant side pocket that they have over there. So I, first of all, I don't like the front pockets at all simply because it's so hard to get to, especially if you're wearing jeans, right? especially if you're wearing uh, you know, tight clothes, it's going to be really hard to get to. Okay. So I don't, I don't like the front pocket. Now, one very famous firearms instructor believes the same thing. And their, their recommendation is to wear it in the offside back pocket so that you can draw it with your other hand. So I'm right-handed shooter. So basically saying I would put it in my left back pocket because as he puts it the pocket pistol is your backup weapon so most likely your dominant hand or your dominant arm has been injured and you're not going to be able to get to it on your primary side so most likely you're going to be drawing it with your other hand and then if you can switch over to your other other hand then you would do that i don't agree with that either and here's what i tell where i tell people to wear it and that is your dominant side back pocket with the butt of the weapon facing the crack of your ass. So it's pointed inside there, okay? Now, to understand why, again, just like with last week's podcast episode when we were talking about ankle carry and we were talking about backup guns, you have to compare the tactics that you're going to use to the reality of what you can expect to be facing in a real gunfight, right? So those dynamics are, as we talk about in our close combat um, shooting program, the dynamics of a real gunfight are typically you are going to be less than nine feet away, that's what um, our analysis of real of real gunfights has shown. Um, it's most likely going to be the result of either an escalated argument or an ambush that comes without any warning. So, again, really right up and close and bad breath zone there. And you may very well have to fight to your gun, right? You're, you're most likely not going to have time to be able to get to any weapon at all, whether it's a pocket pistol or even if it's your main, your primary weapon, It's you're probably most likely going to have to fight to it. So, for one... You can easily reach your weapon in your back pocket with both hands if it's if it's in your your back right pocket there, unlike your front pocket. So if I had it, let's say, in my right front pocket and my arm gets injured or my hand gets injured, um, reaching around with my left hand to get to that weapon is really tough, especially if I'm struggling with somebody in there in in front of me. My hand is is going to you know, I'm trying to fight this guy. Having my hand down and trying to wiggle this thing out of in a weird in a weird fashion out of my right opposite front pocket, that's going to be really tough there, right? Even if I am even if I'm in a ground fight or something like that, again, if it's in my front pocket, it's going to be really really hard to get to there. The person's going to be sitting on me, or they're going to be 
grappling with me and in front of me, it's going to be really tough there. Okay. And speed, getting this gun out um, as fast as possible is your, is your critical, most critical, most task that you need to have you accomplish there. Okay. All right. Also, here's the thing about the back pocket, right? So against, this is an argument against the, the non-dominant side, your offside shooting pocket back in the back pocket. What I carry in that back pocket is a dummy wallet. Okay. So I talk about this in everyday carry for everyday carry, um, use for concealed carry. And in fact, there is a, a really good, uh, in fact, I'm going to be doing a video on this soon, but there is a, an off duty police officer that was robbed, um, at a gas station. He was robbed by three, uh, three attackers and they, they were armed attackers. And what he did was he, he put his left side forward to show, Hey, I'm getting my, I'm getting my hand. I'm getting my, um, my wallet. I'm getting my wallet out. Meanwhile, his right hand is going back to his gun. And as he pulls the, the, um, the wallet out, he draws his weapon and basically shoots this guy dead. The other two scatter off, but he ended you know, the, the, the victim here ends up surviving, but it's a really cool trick to be able to use in a robbery to be able to get to your gun. So in my back left pocket, I'm carrying a dummy, a dummy wallet that has fake credit cards in it, a few $1 bills in it. So it looks like they got some money off me. It looks like my real wallet, but it's really not right. So that takes that out of, out of use for me anyway, to be able to put it back there. Okay. Now, the big reason that I put it in my strong side pocket is that if you're locked in a struggle with your attacker, okay, and your primary weapon is on your hip, especially if you're like law enforcement, right, especially for law enforcement, then you could find yourself in a situation where you're forced to fight to retain your own firearm to keep it out of the hands of your attacker. So if I'm grappling with somebody and they feel my weapon there and they try to get to it, um, or if I tried to get to it and they saw that I had it and they managed to to attack me and, and put me back on the defense, or if you're a, a, a police officer and all of a sudden that person reaches out, they know you have a firearm there and a lot of police officers are shot or police officers that are shot are shot with their own weapon, right? We know that to be a fact. So so if you're struggling with an attacker and if, you're, if your pocket pistol is in your non-dominant side, with, like in your back pocket, then yes, you can reach it. But you have to take one hand away from the vicinity of your primary weapon. And I'm, let's just call it like if you're carrying in that 330 carry position, right? So back on your, on your back, let's say you're, you're a right-handed shooter, you're carrying out on the back of your right hip there, right? So if I have to reach behind my left side to get to my pocket pistol, I need to take my hand away from where I'm trying to keep this guy away from my primary weapon. But if it's on your dominant side, if I carry my pocket pistol in my back right pocket, then what, while I'm, I'm retaining my weapon and trying to keep him off of there, I can trap his hands with both, with both hands there and I can reach just a little further back to grab my pocket pistol that's just a few inches behind where my other pistol is. And, and I don't have to switch hands to engage my attacker like I would if I, if I pulled it out with my left hand. Yeah, I could shoot in close quarters, obviously. I could shoot right there. I could, I could do a contact shot with, um, with my left hand. Not, not a problem, right? But, I get, want to get back there, grab it. I'd rather have it in my dominant hand. Boom, contact shot. Get in the pelvis, shoot him out there, get him off me. Good to go, okay? The other thing is that it really is a natural, if I'm used to going back to that 330 position to draw my other weapon, it's a natural movement for me to just go a few inches back. It's, rel- it's basically the same exact draw stroke, only 
with my back pocket there, I, it's not moving around a lot. It's easy to get to, whether it's clipped in or whether I have it in its holster, I can go ahead and, and grab it very easily with my thumb, pull it out. It's a very natural draw stroke, much, much more than if you were to go from the other side uh, to be able to get it from, with your non-dominant hand, okay, because you're not used to being able to draw from, from that location back there, all right? And you can still reach behind you with your other hand, for me it would be my left hand, and with it positioned where the butt of the weapon is like facing in toward the inside of your body, toward the crack of your ass, it's still an easy draw there to be able to put your hand on it from, from behind and be able to pull it out there and you can do it there. So it gives you flexibility there as well, all right? Okay, so those are the three biggest mistakes and solutions right there for you. Now I want to hear from you. Do you own a pocket pistol? Do you carry that pocket pistol? Is it your primary one or is it a backup for you? What do you like about them? What do you hate about them? And what tactical tips do you have for concealed carry of a pocket pistol? I would love to hear what you have to say, so please leave a comment on the blog over at moderncombatandsurvival.com. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival podcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.